is Hard Parking, brought to you by Right Hunt and Right Toyota, Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finning. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about Fuel Fest just a little bit. One of my good friends had a pin that got released, a lean pin, and I had him in studio. But we're going to save that for next week, the recap. So it was a good time. New livery released for the NSX. We'll talk about that a little bit. Brittany Griner, there's a lot of controversy. And it's not very it's not very often that I kind of get down and talk about things going on in our society and our culture. Although it's a society and culture comes first with this podcast, cars come second. But every once in a while I, I talk about what everyone else is talking about. If it's one of those controversial, polarizing topics, I guess. I was gonna talk about the Jerry Jones picture that surfaced around Thanksgiving where LeBron James had kind of made that comparison about how everyone likes to talk about Kyrie Irving and spend months on it, but no one's talking about the Jerry Jones photo from 1957. If you want to know what I'm talking about there, you can look that up. I'm not going to spend much time on it. The Brittany Griner thing is very interesting to me. Um, we'll cover that after this word from Four Wheel Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, 4 Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at 4WheelOnline or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's 4Wheel Online, the number 4Wheel Online. I want to talk about Brittany Griner right now. That's a big, big deal in the national news, international news. All I remember about Brittany Griner before I saw that she was put in jail six or so months ago was, you know, as a, as a sports fan, I remember her being, remember her playing for Baylor, Baylor Bears down in Texas, down in Waco from Dallas, Texas myself, so I pay attention to the Big 12. I remember her being famous for being able to dunk and thinking, wow, okay, so a woman dunked, wow, big deal. She was an incredibly great college basketball player, took Baylor to a 40-0 record, number one in the country to beat UConn, which was number two at the time for the 2012 National Championship. UConn was an immovable force. They're kind of like the Chicago Bulls of women's college basketball during that time behind Gino Ariema. But beyond that, that's all I really, really remember about Brittany Griner, have not paid as much attention to the WNBA. Fast forward to, what, seven months ago or so, I see the headlines, Brittany Griner detained by the Russian police for trying to smuggle in drug paraphernalia or what's the, the contraband. I'm like, okay, wow, great. Like most people, the thought was, okay, first off, I didn't even know Brittany Griner was still playing ball. She actually, she actually plays for the Phoenix Mercury, and I live in Arizona, so shame on me for that one. But like most people, you jump to conclusion, okay, well, she should know better. It is illegal, according to everything that's being written, to have this stuff, to have cannabis, to have marijuana, to have anything weed in Russia, as it is in most places. Hell, even in the United States, it's not legal everywhere. So fast forward a week or two later, or maybe it was longer than that. I don't know. Again, I don't really pay as much attention. But then I show that she was sentenced to nine years in prison. I'm like, wow, what? 
So I'll start reading up again. Not too much. Uh, I read that she had, um, from what I read, a, a basically a vape cartridge. And she should have known better. That's my thought. You should have known better. A lot of people were saying, well, she tried to she tried to use her star power and think the rules maybe didn't apply to her. Didn't think nothing of it. I thought it was terrible, but I didn't really look into it. But now, with her being released and traded for this convicted uh, rushing arms dealer, where they call him the, the merchant of death, Victor Bout, everybody in social media is up in arms, understandably so, because people don't really research very much. So I decided to look into it a little bit more because everybody on social media, like I just said, Facebook, Instagram, everybody says, so what you're trading a, a drug addict WNBA player for this guy who is accused of trying to conspire to destroy American lives. He's an arms dealer. He's literally called the merchant of death. So upon reading further into it, I'm starting to read and I go, oh, well, she basically had, so that was CBD oil. She had a cartridge of CBD oil. And for those of you who aren't very familiar with what that is, sure, it is derived from the cannabis plant, but it actually has nothing to do with marijuana in the sense that CBD oil is actually very legal and exists in a lot of products and is used for medicinal purposes. You can't get high off of CBD oil. It helps your nerves. It helps. It has homeopathic healing powers. And as it says right here, under federal law, CBD consumers can receive CBD products in, in the mail across all 50 states as long as they are hemp-derived and contain less than 0.3% THC, which means you can go to Walgreens, Walmart, your local grocery store, obviously Amazon, and order CBD-based products because, again, it is not necessarily THC-based. It is not going to get you high. It is not an illegal substance. Now, I understand that it's illegal in Russia. Let me show you something. This is CBD MD Premium Freeze 300 pain relief for back aches, muscle aches, everything else. You rub this on your shoulder. You rub this like Ben Gay, essentially. This is what this is. It's designed to help with neck pain. We use this around our house for neck pain. We also have a CBD PM 500 milligrams. You take this and it helps you go to sleep. Sure, you could take an edible and it's going to help you more, but this is perfectly legal. The edibles are not perfectly legal everywhere. They are here in Arizona, but not everywhere. Legal, edibles, not legal. CBD legal, most THC, not legal. Big difference. And as far as maybe she forgot to take it out of her bag, easy mistake. Let me tell you a story. A few years ago, I was traveling back and forth to Texas every week for work. I did this every week. I left the house on Sundays. I came home late Thursday nights, packed my bag on usually Sunday morning. And I looked at my bag one day. And I had a steak knife, a freaking steak knife in my bag. I had flown with this steak knife at least once, maybe twice, got through TSA security. Now, do you think I purposely left the steak knife in my bag? Of course I didn't. It was an accident. I forgot it was in there. Why did I have a steak knife in my bag? It must have came from the hotel. I probably had leftovers, probably took them to work and ate them at work. Because I don't typically have a steak knife in my backpack. Usually it's my laptop and everything else. So my point is accidents can happen. 2006, I was traveling with my cousin to China. There's other parts of the world that if you get caught with anything that's illegal, they will, not only will they throw you in jail, if you're a citizen there, they will kill you. 
So we're digging in his bag one day, and he pulls out a 22, a 22 bullet, unfired. And he had traveled around the world with that deep in his backpack, had no idea it was there. Goes to Thailand a lot. He could have been thrown in prison. He could have been killed. Point being that people leave shit in their bags all the time. And in this case, this Victor guy was sentenced to 25 years in prison. I believe he's been in prison since maybe 2008. Obviously, Paul Whelan is still over there. He's been there for four years now. It's a serious issue. Apparently, the Russians wanted another person for Paul Whelan on a two-for-two trade. They did not want to do Paul Whelan for Victor. I say all this to say, because I'm not, I don't, I don't care what about Brittany Griner. I mean, I'm glad she's out. I'm glad I looked into it. I'm glad she's home with her family, but let's not pretend that the reason why we traded is because she's a famous WNBA basketball player and we put more importance on basketball players and our athletes than we do international merchants of death who conspire to kill Americans and other people. I'm not saying it's okay to trade somebody who is a professional sports athlete in America for someone nicknamed as the merchant of death. I'm not saying that's okay. What I'm saying is we should really look at the fact that You know, did she really do this on purpose or was it an accident? Based on the examples that I gave you, it very easily could have been an accident. In fact, it probably was. And keep in mind, in the United States, CBD is legal in all 50 states, okay? It's not THC technically. It's not marijuana. It's not a vape pen with, you know, weed vape. It's not a pre-roll. It's something small that she probably forgot was in her luggage, Does she really deserve nine years of prison for it? Again, I don't care about Brittany Griner. I mean, obviously, best fortune and best health to her, but just in the grand scheme of things, I don't care about her that much. I'm not like like a, a huge fan of hers or the Phoenix Mercury or the WNBA. Like, I don't care. So if you really look at it, maybe she never should have been sent to jail to begin with. And that's how we get to where we are now. So for somebody who shouldn't have been prison to begin with yeah i mean i mean it's we're all outraged but do we really understand what we're outraged about that's all i'm saying because trading her for the merchant of death doesn't make any sense at all but at the same time she never should have been put in prison So back to the fun stuff, back to Fuel Fest. First off, if you notice, my my voice is kind of going, and I don't know if it's just from yelling at Fuel Fest this weekend or if I'm actually getting sick because I have sneezed this weekend. Not a lot, but just enough to kind of worry me a little bit. Throat's starting to hurt, and it's always cold outside. I mean, for those of you in like extreme cold temperatures, you're probably laughing, but I have this belief that you can get acclimated to weather really quickly. So, for instance, we moved here from Michigan like nine years ago or so. That first winter felt great, but it did get cold. In fact, that New Year's, weirdly enough, we decided to throw this big New Year's party. We're like, oh, we're down here. It's warm. And it actually kind of sleeted and nobody wanted to go outside because it was freaking cold. So you get used to it really quick. So I don't know if it's that. Hung up some more lights. Last year, I did a pretty good job. This year, I kind of half-assed it for a couple of weeks and then 
We have a neighbor that has one of those giant, like literally two-story tall blow-ups. You may have seen in Halloween, you could buy the Stay Puft Marshmallow, Marshmallow Man. It's like $1,200 or $1,000. This guy has a giant snowman. Like It literally goes up to the second half of his house. We have a snowman. It's like six and a half feet, but my grandson wanted a Grinch. And so I went out and I bought a Grinch, plugged it up, finished setting up lights, sent the picture to my wife. My wife looked at it. She liked it, and then she showed it to Zeke. Like, look, Papa, that's what he calls me, Papa, not Grandpa. Look, Papa got a Grinch, and Zeke just started crying, and she didn't know what the hell was going on. He was upset because he was supposed to finish putting up the lights with me. This kid's four, okay? It's not what we expected, and so I had to wait for him to come back over and spend the night, which is funny because he's over here all the fucking time. But the weather hasn't you know, necessarily cooperated. Like last weekend, it rained. Last weekend, like two weekends ago, it rained. This weekend, it was nice. But I was gone all weekend. I was gone at Fuel Fest all day Saturday. And then Sunday, I got up, and we did the, the annual Wright Toyota Toy Drive bike assembly. So they had over 100 and something bikes. Half of them, well, like 40 of them came assembled. And there was like over 80-something that needed to be assembled. And so we did that in teams. Teams of two, although we kind of had like five or six people working around a table at once because we all signed up at the same time, which is really cool. So that was a cool event. Uh, Noel G was out there. That's Hector. You guys know he's been on the podcast before. He was also at Fuel Fest. Super nice guy. Hung out with him and his assistant, Gina. So last year at Fuel Fest, Gina and I got a chance to know each other really well because Noel didn't make the flight, overslept, or something. And we had people coming up to the booth all day asking for Noel G. And we're like, oh, he's, he'll be here. <laughs> he's running late, but he'll be here. He's running. That's what we told people all day, knowing damn well he was never coming because he missed his flight. And he brought his buddy, Steve. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Villegas. So Steve is, he was super quiet. And honestly, at first I was like, you know, is this guy like a new up and coming actor because he had pictures that you can buy. And Noel kind of owed me an autograph because when he was in town the last three times, we didn't get a chance to link up. And then, of course, last year at Fuel Fest, he didn't show up because he missed his flight. And so uh, I was like, hey, can I? This, was, this was before the actual show started. You know, you get to walk around as everyone's still kind of setting up. And, you know, I was like, Hey, what's up? You know, you give everybody a hug. It's, it honestly, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool when you walk up and there's these celebs and you say, what's up to them. And they like straight up, give you like a hug and talk to you. And everyone's looking at you like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, you know him? It's honestly, it's pretty fucking cool. And I go, Hey, uh, Noel, can you sign this? I'll, I'll pay you dude, whatever you have charity. I'll go ahead and pay it. And he's like, dude, bro, for you, it's free. But I tell you what, you want to take care of my man right here, you know, buy one of his autographs. I'm like, all right, bet. So I bought this dude's autograph, didn't really know who he was, picked out a picture. And then, you know, I, I followed him on Instagram and looked, I'm like, this dude, he's like a star of this, this, uh, Netflix show. Yeah. It's called on my block. And he's like one of the main characters and he's also on SWAT CBS on Paramount plus. So he's been around for a while, 80 something followers, 80 something thousand followers on Instagram. That's at I am Steve V I L L E G A S. But what was cool is. You know, I didn't really talk to him much at Fuel Fest. You know what's funny is he came up with like rib tips and, and, and fries. And it's this thing where if you don't really know someone that well, even if they offer you food, you don't take it. It's kind of like when you go over to someone's house for the first time, they're like, and I'm not one of your boys, but like maybe it's a girl you're dating or 
you're over there and you're like at a friend's house of a friend's house and you guys are kind of hanging out and it's not like an official party capacity because at a party, all those rules go out the door. People offer you food, you eat it. People offer you something to drink, you gladly take it. It's one of those deals like, oh man, it looks good. It's like, oh, you want some? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to get something later. But if Noel was holding that or if Gina was holding it, man, my hands would have been, I would have been elbow deep in that shit, man. But um, I just kept checking on, checking in with them all day because I know they were stuck at the booth. But then he was also at the right Toyota thing today. And so that was really cool. And we sat down and we were just talking about life and family and stuff like that. You know, he's talking about his kids. You know, his boy is 12 years old and kind of going through that middle school stuff. And now everybody in school kind of knows who his dad is. And then he's got the bullies and the gang life. And it was really cool to kind of connect and talk about the contrast with our kids and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, my son, he was, he was really easy for the most part. But as he started getting older, you know, 16, 17, 18, he thought he was bad. He thought he was the man of the house because I was always traveling. And so there was, there was that thing. So I said, you know, at some point you're going to get to that. But as far as the drama with school and stuff like that, there really was none with him. You know, with my daughter, there was nothing but drama. So it was, it was cool. It's always cool to connect with somebody on that level. No microphones, no cameras, you know, and I wasn't even like, hey, Steve, man, let's take a photo. Let's take a selfie. You know, part of me, I wouldn't even say part of me wanted to do that. But after the fact, I'm always like, damn, how come I didn't take a photo with them? You know, how come I didn't take a photo in the booth? But mentally, for me, it's just one of those things where I always cherish the purity of a relationship. That's what makes me who I am. And it's hard to where if you, like, people people are like, hey, Jay, you know Cody Walker. I'm like, yeah, I know him. We're cool. Which, by the way, seeing him was cool. And it's the same deal as, like I said earlier. Jay, what's up? I'm like, oh, shit. Hey, Cody, what's up? And everyone's staring like, who? Okay, everyone's here for Cody, but who's this dude? And then Cody even said yesterday, or, yeah, I guess it was yesterday. He's like, damn, Jay, this, this dude, Jay, knows everybody. Because I was in the Jada Toys area, Jada Toys. So they do like a lot of miniatures. They have airplanes, they have cars. They work a lot with John Sabal. And so you can go to Target and Walmart and get some really cool like Jada Toys cars and stuff like that, right? But why is this important? It's important because the Jada Toys Supra was there. What's important about the Jada Toys Supra? It is the Toyota Supra, the newer one. But it's kind of built after the Robotech Macross, similar to my old car, but not quite as detailed. And when that thing first came out, everyone, I didn't even know he had like the real car. But when the toy came out, people kept sending it to me on social media. And it would have like Rick Falker or, or Rick, I mean, uh, Roy Falker or Rick Hunter standing next to the car at Target. And everyone was like, have you seen this? I'm going to buy it. And, you know, me, I'm like, oh, man, dude, that, you know, mad props that they got it at the store. I wish mine was in the store one day. You know, I never got to that level. Like, you could buy mine in some store in, like, Egypt. You can buy it on eBay. You can buy it on Amazon by international sellers. But you couldn't go into Target and buy a copy of, like, a miniature of my car. And to me, that was that's like the pinnacle of cool. And so while this thing isn't nearly as detailed as mine, I love the fact that, bam, it's in the store. Finally, you have Robotech. Like, you guys don't know how significant it is to have Robotech anything in our stores. Like, for years, for years, you couldn't get anything new in the store. It's always old stuff, you know. So, But I got a chance to connect with Mike, and he's going to be on the podcast 
and it's Mike at Jada Toys, and we talked, and who knows, you know, maybe maybe my dream is finally going to come true. Maybe I'm actually going to have a miniature of my old build as a Jada Toys, and that would be awesome. So I'm in the Jada Toys tent area, and they have a little remote control cars. You guys may have seen this on social media. So I'm talking to some of my friends, you know, and and uh, Cody Walker and, and Mike and the rest of the Jada Toys crew were doing their thing because he has a, you know, Cody has a relationship with them. Everybody knows everybody in that group. I'm just some guy. And I'm not trying to downplay who I am. I am literally just some guy. I don't own a major business that makes toys. I'm not an international influencer. I'm just some guy. So they're over there. And then all of a sudden, Mike's like, JJ. And I look over and he calls me over and he hands me a remote control. He's like, all right, this is forward. This is backwards. Da, da, da. And these people are like getting all around us. These Jada Toys people, people with Cody. Uh, Fuel Fest event photographers, videographers, and it's just me and Cody playing with these remote control cars around this track while everybody's like getting around the big Jada Toys booth because everybody wants his autograph and his, like, obviously no one's there for me, right? But everyone wants a picture with Cody, wants him to sign stuff. Little kids are starting to show up, you know, and some of my boys from local car club, like Team Evolved, shout out to Team Evolved. They always represent one auto, but you know, one of my boys and then one of their other members like, hey, Jay, can you uh, can you get a picture? Can you take a picture of us with Cody? And I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, I hate it. I hate it when people ask me that because then I feel like I have to do it. And I don't ever want to take advantage of a relationship I have with somebody who's actually someone. Because, and I think I've talked about this before. I want them to just be my friend. I don't want it to be transactional all the time. One of the guys with him is like, hey, yeah, me too. And I go, how about I take my boy's phone, AJ, I take a photo of AJ and Cody and you and Cody with AJ's phone and then AJ can send that shit to you. Yeah, but it almost didn't happen because more and more people came in. But that was a really cool experience. And, you know, what came from that is, you know, number one, I also got to meet Lean from Lean Customs, Hansel. You guys know I did those pins with him. It's the first time I've ever met him in person, which is badass. That was all love. I mean, we've done business together and just just to be able to finally link up and see him because he drove from California to be here, you know, um, hook up with Jada Toys. That's something that I couldn't imagine in a million years. Now, we don't have anything official down, but just the fact that the guy who did that Supra that's behind those models was like, dude, finally, Jay, dude, I'm a, such a big fan of your old NSX build. That was like my motivation. And it's like, holy shit, dude, that's like. That's amazing to hear. When I said, Mike, we got a rap, dude. You got you have to come on my podcast. So I'm really excited about that. You may have seen that my car, I did kind of this gray theme. So everything's different shades of gray, dark gray. I got rid of all the black. Well, I have some black on there, but there's really no like real color on the outside of the car. It looks pretty cool. Um, you know, I I had curved my wheel before and I have to get that refixed because the the company that I used I didn't realize it until I was going to clean my wheel at Fuel Fest for the first time since I bought, since I got the, the wheel fixed, the, the paint was rough. I'm like, what, what is this? It's like, oh shit, they didn't do a very good job. They did a good enough job to take away the fact that I kind of curbed the wheel or curbed the, the lip a little bit, but when they sprayed it, they, they didn't do a good job. They didn't get good, good coverage, so it's rough, so I'm going to have to hit them up. And uh, It's crazy because they also have my NSX wheel. Hopefully we get that figured out so next weekend 
I have my nephew. He's coming into town. You guys may, may have seen the artwork that I bought online. So he's, I don't know how old Donovan is, 19 maybe. But what's cool is when we went to the Buffalo Bills game, he got Benny the Butcher, which is a hip-hop artist, if you don't know who that is. I didn't really know who he was until probably six or seven months ago when I was listening to one musician. And you know what happens? You know, you know how it is when you have a song that you like and it's got a bunch of different guests on it and you start looking up each one of those, those people to see, hey, who is this person? Maybe there's a... Maybe they have some music I like too. And so Benny the Butcher was on like one of these tracks. And he's pretty, he's super famous in Buffalo because he's from Buffalo. But when we we're at that game, Benny the Butcher signed my nephew's sweater, which is super cool. But my, so my nephew's an artist. So I bought this thing from him. But I say that because it's one of those days where you have to block your entire weekend because you have family coming in. And we had, my other cousin, I'm a, these are all, they're always on my wife's side because I really don't have much family on my side. But my other cousin and his husband were going to come into town a few weeks ago and they canceled the last minute. But the thing was, okay, they want to see all of Arizona. So what are we going to do? Well, you know, figure we go to Scottsdale and then we're going to go, we're, they want to go hiking. It's like, okay, it's, it's, look, guys, it's not Michigan, but it's cold enough. Fuck that. I'll go hiking in the spring. I'll go hiking in the late fall. December, it's too cold in the morning. And especially when you, because they want to go to like Flagstaff, right? Let me tell you something. Flagstaff, Sedona is completely different than Phoenix. It is cold there. Like it snows, it legit snows there. There's a lot of trails that are shut down because of snow. Even down in Tucson on Mount Lemmon, there's a lot of snow. So I have this thing where we're supposed to go on a cruise next weekend and I can't go because we have to block the schedule off because we have family coming into town, even if I already had plans. I'm actually supposed to go to the Phoenix Suns game, which I haven't brought that up. But I'm supposed to go with my boy Will and his wife because he has an extra ticket. But looks like I'm going to say, look, dude, I really can't go because my nephew's coming into town. But the deal is, so when someone comes into town, it's like you have to, everyone has to drop what they're doing and do everything together. Example, when we were going to go to Flagstaff, we all were going to go to Flagstaff. Me, Marcelo, probably his friend, my wife, my mother-in-law, Jaylene, her kid, her boyfriend, probably her new baby, my brother-in-law, Wilson, his wife, Ashley, their two kids. It's like we all have to go up there. Like, I've been there a million times. And it's like, if you, go, if you want to tour around the city, then, hey, take her for a tour. If we're going to eat when you guys get back, let me know. I'll meet you for dinner or we'll all get ready. But I don't, it's this weird thing where we all have to go. Now I can see if we're all going to take a, a, you know, go out of town somewhere, spend the night somewhere. But if it's just, Hey, these people want to go hiking. I don't want to go hiking. I don't need to go hiking. I'll be right here watching football, watching a bowl game. Then let me know when you guys are back. And we can go do something. You go, want to go look at lights? We can go look at lights. There's lights in Michigan, too. One thing, right Honda and right Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Four-wheel online. Cell shop wireless services. Westgate exotic cars and rentals. Patreon business supporter, Korea Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida. Pell Construction out of Caledonia, Michigan. We'll do Big House, small home design out of Ashburn, Virginia, and Traverse City, Michigan. They, uh, they dropped off the Patreon program, so I'll give them a free shout-out. 
Also, special shout out to Mark Stoneman, Cats, Crocs, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bojung, Alice Camina, Andrew Bunkley. Your Christmas presents are here. Catherine's already got hers. I told her she cannot post it on social media until everybody gets it. I just need to package them up and drop them in the mail. I think you're going to like what I got you. Thank you for supporting the show financially. It's my way to give back to you. Everybody else who listens to the show, same deal. I appreciate you. I appreciate you a million percent because without you, this show wouldn't exist. If you're interested in picking up a hard parking podcast shirt, I did, I have given a few away. I did a contest. I got three. I got to print and, and ship out. I think I'm going to do a giveaway on hard parking violations, which is the official Facebook group of hard parking podcast. Sent one to my boy Yasu, who got his shirt in Japan. So he's going to send me a photo chilling with that, which is going to be great. I love it. Hard parking shirts are now in Japan, at least on one person. You can email me at hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. Tell everyone go to hardparkingpod.com. Instagram is jfinning at jfinning. That is J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-G. I can't grow that. You tell them how good the show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. And again, I'm not saying it's a fair trade, Brittany Griner, for this merchant of death, but she never should have been arrested and sent nine years, sentenced nine years to prison for having CBD oil. Shut up! <laughs> A beater. Ain't nobody got time for that.